Orthodox Journey. A missionary activity of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, working under the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, presents The Neo-Martyrs, a podcast series exploring the lives, times and virtues of those saints who witnessed for Christ under Ottoman rule. This is The Neo-Martyrs. At the end of the Orthodox memorial service for the departed, we pray, Eternal be the memory. With this prayer, the Church acknowledges the importance of remembering all of its members. It is even more important to remember the saints of the Church, and in particular the Neomartyrs, who gave up their lives for their faith in Jesus Christ. Because they were martyred closer to our times, they do not have the same tradition of veneration that a St. George or a St. Nicholas has. Nevertheless, we are blessed with their stories in many ways through divine inspiration, historical recording, our church history and calendar, and through modern means. St. Nicodemus the Hagiarite preserved the memory of many neo-martyrs when he wrote and compiled the first Neon Martyrologion, the book of the lives of the neo-martyrs in 1799. Through his example, we can understand the importance of remembering these saints of our church. The exploration of the lives and times of the neo-martyrs has continued as more and more of them have become known. Leonidas Papadopoulos released a book titled Neo-Martyrs of the Turkish Yoke, with the later edition titled Slain for Their Faith, Orthodox Christian Martyrs Under Muslim Oppression. These explored the lives of the neo-martyrs. Later, in 2000, Witnesses for Christ by Nomikos Michael Vaporis was published. This book analyzes and passes on the lives of the neo-martyrs from the 1430s to the 1860s. This podcast series is another means of preserving the memory of these newer saints of our church. However, there have been some saints whose lives have been forgotten, either due to time or the loss of writings on their lives. One saint who was lost to the church for a long while, but was recovered through historical records, was St. Arsenios of Veria. St. Arsenios was a bishop of Veria in Macedonia during the 15th century. At the time, the Ottomans were trying to convert Christians to Islam. To protect his flock and help them stand firm, St. Arsenios wrote and preached about the faith. It was because Bishop Arsenios challenged the Turks that he was taken by them and cruelly tortured. First, they immersed him in a deep pit of water and cut off his right hand. 
the hands with which he had written to strengthen the faith of the Christians. Next, they harshly imprisoned him. But despite their continued torture of him, St. Arsenios continued to glorify Christ and counseled the Christians to remain firm in their faith. Finally, after experiencing all these tortures, Bishop Arsenios was led barefoot and in only a tunic to his martyrdom. However, Bishop Arsenios chanted praises to God on his way to his execution, to the spot where the altar of a church had once stood. He eagerly bent his head and was beheaded. The Turks threw his body to wild animals, believing it would be devoured, but the animals showed reverence to the body and would not touch it. The clergy of Veria took his body and buried it in the church of St. Dimitrios. Only a few days after his martyrdom, the soldier responsible for killing him fell in battle. His memory was kept annually in Veria as their first neo-martyr. However, the hardships of the Turkish occupation meant that he was forgotten until the Greek lawyer and historian Yorgos Hionidis found a pamphlet with his divine office at the great Meteoron Monastery in Meteora. This discovery led to the establishment of his feast in 1978 by Metropolitan Paul of Veria and the composition of a new divine office. Now he is celebrated on May the 28th each year. Even though we do not know much about the life of St. Arsenios, God shows us how sainthood and martyrdom is not just for the select few, but for everyone. We do not need to be well known to become saints. We are all called to be witnesses for Christ. Whether well known or not, poor or rich, young or old. Like St. Arsenios, we can witness for Christ in our words and our actions, working to confess Christ in our everyday lives, at home, in our studies, at work, amongst our friends. St. Arsenios's steady fervor and patience for Christ under heavy hardships during the Ottoman occupation teaches us that in everything we must remain faithful to God and look to Him as our hope. The neo-martyrs of the Orthodox Church and all its saints in general are not meant to be forgotten. On a neo-martyr's death, their body was buried, their story recorded, and their lives not forgotten. They remain so because of the faithful who witnessed their martyrdoms. When St. Arsenius was martyred, his church remembered him and kept his memory through his divine office, which eventually was the means by which he was rediscovered. Hieromartyr Basil Kalapalikis continued to appear to the faithful at the church where he was martyred until his relics were found. The martyrdom of St. Cyril from Thessaloniki was only recorded in a manuscript on Mount Athos, and the only record of the martyrdom of the crypto-Christian family of four, Emmanuel, Anazina, George and Maria, was in the records of the court decisions in Melisurio in Crete. These saints and their revelation through historical records and appearances to the faithful disprove the myth that the neo-martyrs were fictitious and that the Orthodox were free to practice their faith under the Ottoman Empire. The neo-martyrs were indisputable, historically placed people who truly existed and were as real as us. They underwent the same struggles, passions and temptations as us. 
God has intended that we remember the saints. Even when we forgot some of them, God allows their memory to remain, to be recovered once again, and not only that their memory be reinvigorated, but that it should be spread even further. The memory of Saint Arsenios has been firmly established, with a divine office being composed in his name and his life being recorded online, it will be difficult for us to forget again this blessed neo-martyr of Christ, this saint of the Orthodox Church. It is now up to us to learn about his life, to spread it, and to search for the lives of more neo-martyrs, so we might commemorate, venerate, and honor their memory. But not every neo-martyr's life has been recorded or is even known in the world. Saint Ephraim of Neomakri was a venerable martyr and a miracle-working saint who until 1950 had not been known at all. He lived between 1384 and 1426 before the fall of Constantinople. What makes Saint Ephraim truly remarkable is that his relics were divinely discovered 524 years after his death. Throughout the year 1950, Saint Ephraim's name and life was revealed to the hermit nun Abbas Makaria de Cipri through divinely inspired dreams. These dreams led her to restore the monastery of the Annunciation in Nea Makri in Attica, just outside of Athens, which had been destroyed by pirates in the 15th century. With the local bishop's permission, Abbas Makaria took possession of the partially built chapel and worked hard to clear away the rubble. She prayed as she worked that she might find out more about the monk who had once lived there. Her prayers were answered, and she continued to be urged by a strong thought. Dig up the earth here, and you will find what you are looking for. Finally, a simple cell was revealed under the rubble, with a fireplace, three small windows, and a partially ruined wall. When she unearthed the body of Saint Ephraim, it exuded a beautiful scent, and Abbas Makaria knew that she had stumbled upon the saint who had appeared to her. Venerating his body as a holy relic, Abbas Makaria put them in a case over the tomb. However, whilst she was in Vespers that evening, she heard footsteps behind her. Turning around, Makaria saw Saint Ephraim for the first time, tall, with small dark eyes, a long dark beard, and wearing monk's clothes. He was holding a flame and blessing her with his other hand. He told the abbess to move his relics to the church. The abbess did so, and ever since, Saint Ephraim has been visited by the faithful and performed many miraculous works. On the site of his life and martyrdom, the monastery of the Annunciation of Our Lady was refounded and Saint Ephraim was officially canonized in 1998. According to Metropolitan Bandeleimon of Attica, it was the faith of the pious people who continued to visit Saint Ephraim's monastery and who visited him for healing that acted as a proclamation of his sainthood. According to the dreams revealed to Abbas Makaria, Saint Ephraim was born on September the 14th, 1384, in Tricala, Thessalia, as Constantinos Morphis. His father died when he was only a young boy, leaving his mother a widow with eight children. 
to protect Constantinus from being stolen by the Ottomans to join the Janissaries, when he was 14 years old, his mother sent him to the monastery of the Annunciation of Our Lady on Mount Amumi, Attica, to become a monk. There he was tonsured with the name Ephrem and ordained a priest. He flourished at the monastery and grew in his faith and his love for God. However, in 1416, the Turks invaded Attica and the Duke of Athens was forced to submit the region to the rule of the Sultan. The monastery was destroyed in 1424 by marauding Ottoman troops and the monks were massacred. Ephrem, not being at the monastery at the time, but at his cave in prayer, returned after the slaughter and was aghast and agonized to see his fellow monks dead. However, instead of leaving, he continued to live among the monastery's ruins as a hermit and continued his life as a monk. The next year, on September the 14th, the feast day of the Holy Cross, Ephrem was captured in another Turkish raid and held captive. For over eight months, he was tormented every day in prison. He was finally martyred on May 5th, 1426, when the Turks hung him upside down from a tree and hammered his feet and head and impaled one of his eyes with a burning stick. It is believed that a mulberry tree within the re-erected monastery is where the saint was hanged. Saint Ephrem has performed many miracles since his discovery. He has healed many people with incurable diseases, reconfirmed the irresolute faith of others, saved people from danger and fire, consoled those in affliction, and revealed to them his own sufferings, which he endured for the love of Christ, to strengthen them. Saint Ephrem delights in healing those who call on him. One man, a soldier named Vasily, who was an atheist with no relationship to the church, remembers buying a home and on entering it, smelling a heavenly fragrance. He could not, however, find the source of this scent. Soon after, it was discovered that his liver had been completely destroyed. Whilst in the hospital, he felt a great need to pray and when told about the monastery of Saint Ephrem in Neamakri, he snuck out of the hospital to visit the monastery without knowing where it was. He was led to the monastery through a vision by Abbas Makaria and smelled the same heavenly fragrance which he smelled at his house and which he realized was the scent of Saint Ephrem's relics. On reaching the saint's grave, he fell before it and confessed his sins begging for his life. When he returned to the hospital, his biopsy showed that he had been healed. Leaving the hospital, he intended to go back to the monastery to thank the saint for saving his life, but he forgot. Vasily soon noticed bruises on his body, and going to the hospital for answers, he received a dire result. In response, he returned to the monastery of Saint Ephrem to beg forgiveness for not keeping his vow to return and once more ask the saint for his life, as he was still young. He spent his time praying and asking for the saint to heal him, but testing showed his condition had worsened and he soon fell into a coma. One night, whilst he was at the edge of death, 
Vasily suddenly smelled an aroma of incense, which he had been visited with before. His room brightened, and Saint Ephraim appeared to him, crossing him three times and saying, Now I will receive you. The next day, the soldier awoke from his coma, completely healed and shocking his doctors, who also attributed his recovery to Saint Ephraim. The soldier was later married, and as a tribute to the saint who had healed him, named his eldest son Ephraim. The discovery of Saint Ephraim's relics is celebrated on January the 3rd, whilst his martyrdom is remembered on May the 5th. That the discovery of his relics has its own feast day, celebrated by the Orthodox Church, is a testament to the importance of remembering the Neomartyrs and all the saints of the Orthodox Church. The saints intercede on our behalf and perform miracles which bring us closer to the faith and invite those who do not know God to the faith. They help us in times of tribulation and heal our spiritual and physical illnesses. We can pray to them today to intercede for the whole world and to help all who are suffering. Saint Ephraim is not alone in his late revelation. Saints Raphael, Nicholas and Irene of Mytilini were revealed in similar circumstances. The neo-martyrs make themselves known to us through their miracles and signs which reveal their lives and their glory before God to us. According to the Synaxarion, the Lord seems to desire thus to reveal in a prophetic way that, today as yesterday, He delights in His saints and pours forth His grace through them for the upbuilding of the church and the consolation of the faithful. Remembering the neo-martyrs allows us to remember the path to Christ, and proves that anyone can become a saint. Whether their memory is revived within our historical records, like with St. Arsenios, or whether divine intervention reveals their relics and lives to us, like with St. Ephraim, the neo-martyrs continue to be revealed. The Orthodox Church is alive and ever-growing, and new saints continue to be added and created, Despite the many paths with which Christ allows his neo-martyrs to be revealed and remembered, there are yet many more neo-martyrs who have not been discovered or have yet to be discovered. God continues to show us those remarkable souls who have done so much out of love for him. Every year, more neo-martyrs are being revealed and recognized. In July of 2021 alone, 52 neo-martyrs were recognized as saints by the Holy Synod of the Church of Greece, and it is expected that there will be further neo-martyrs added to our commemorations. We humbly entreat that the neo-martyrs whose lives we have contemplated throughout the ten parts of this podcast series intercede for us. hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcast, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox articles, talks, sermons 
and podcasts.